welcome to the Hormonal Mama episode 4. If you've been listening to my intro series of episodes, you've learned a lot about me and my fertility, pregnancy, and postpartum journeys. Today, I wanted to sort of change course a little bit and talk about two things. One, we're going to focus on infertility today, but what I also wanted to focus on with infertility is this crazy pandemic that we're all living through right now, and I'm going to be talking about that in my next few episodes. Um, Today, like I said, I want to talk about infertility, but I want to talk about how this pandemic um, impacts people dealing with infertility and you know, just kind of give some support to those who are dealing with it, but also give some suggestions to those of you who support those who are going through infertility and some suggestions on how you can support them better. Before we jump in and talk about the pandemic, I want to talk a little bit about why infertility is so stressful before dealing with something as traumatic as this pandemic. Um, A lot of people who haven't gone through infertility don't really understand the emotional and, well, physical, really, impact that infertility has on anyone, really. It's not just women who go through it. Anybody goes through infertility, and it is horrible. I had no idea before I experienced infertility. I had absolutely no idea what it was like. I I knew that it probably sucked. <laughs> there was probably nothing pleasant about it, but I did not really grasp just how devastating and sad it can be and and the different emotions that come up, especially when you're at the beginning, well, I shouldn't even say that. I was going to say when you're at the beginning, but the truth is the longer you go through infertility, the harder it gets. Now, everybody's experience is different, so I can't speak for anyone other than myself and what I went through, but I belong to a wide array of fertility support groups, and I've heard many, many men and women and everybody else in between talk about the pain and sadness and devastation that they've gone through, which made me feel less alone. So um, I think even though I can only really speak for myself, I think, you know, it, it kind of goes without saying that infertility is life changing. So for someone who hasn't gone through infertility, I, it's hard to really explain why it's so devastating. So for, I I guess what I would say is for someone who has children and didn't go through infertility, but maybe it didn't happen instantly for you. Maybe you tried for a few months and you were getting really frustrated and feeling really like, oh, it's just not going to happen. For anyone in that type of situation... I would just say, think about what it would feel like if you were trying to conceive and you didn't 
for long periods of time, not just a few months, but maybe a year, maybe two years, four four years, 10 years, 20 years. These are long stretches of time that many women and men go through dealing with infertility. Now, I went through three years and three years, when I look back on it, doesn't seem terribly long. But when I was going through infertility, those three years felt like three decades. It just every week stretched on and on and okay, when's our next appointment? When's our next fertility treatment? And it just takes such a toll on you. And every time you get a negative pregnancy test or every time you get your period and you weren't expecting it because you thought maybe you were pregnant this time, every time it's like a knife in the in the heart and it feels like you're just constantly getting beat down. You know, I, I kept describing to my friends and my husband what it felt like for me was that the whole world was laughing at me saying, ha ha ha, this is one thing that you really want and you can't have it. Your body's not doing the right thing. I know I that sing-songy thing is horrible and I apologize for that, but that's what it felt like for me. It just felt like everybody in the world and the world itself was pointing at me and laughing that this one thing that I wanted so badly, my body just could not do. It's a very upsetting thing when your body isn't doing something that you're, well, I want to say that you're sort of trained to believe your body is supposed to do. You know, you, you kind of look at our bodies and you think, oh, okay, well, I have these reproductive organs. That means I'm supposed to procreate. Now, not everybody wants children. So you have to kind of take that into account. But for people dealing with infertility, well, we don't fit into that category. We want to have children and we want so desperately that we start believing sometimes that our bodies are broken or don't work. And even for anyone who has gone through infertility and whether you ended up conceiving or not, I just want to make sure that you know your body is not broken. That's important to know. I felt broken for years. I felt like something was wrong with me and that's not the truth. It it makes you feel that way, but even no matter how your infertility journey ends, whether you conceive or whether you don't conceive, whether you give birth or adopt or don't have human children, maybe you have pets, maybe you don't, maybe it's just you and your partner, or maybe it's just you. And however your infertility journey ends, you're not broken. You're just not. You're wonderful. I I know that that's not really the purpose of this episode, but I feel like it's important to be reminded that you're not broken. Infertility makes you feel broken. Infertility is like a bully, an unrelenting bully, a bully who just constantly comes in and beats you up and then laughs at you and then kicks you while you're down. That's what infertility is like. That's probably the best analogy that I can give to someone who hasn't gone through it. And for those of you who have gone through it or are going through it, that bully is a jerk. (laughs) It absolutely is. Make no mistake. Don't let anyone tell you that you don't have the right to feel however you feel. So all of that being said, let's focus for a minute 
on the pandemic and how that comes into play when you're already dealing with this emotionally, physically draining devastation. And then boom, here's a pandemic that changes everything. So here we are dealing with a pandemic, and that's very strange. I think we can all agree that a pandemic is the last thing anyone expected to deal with. (laughs) And here we are. Boom. Pandemic happens. And at least a few months ago, everything was shut down. Now, I know over the past few months, things have changed. Uh, Restrictions have loosened somewhat. Depending, of course, where in the world you are. And, you know, I'm in the United States. I'm in Pennsylvania. um, So I can really only speak for what it's like around here. Um, But everywhere is dealing with some sort of restrictions. So how does this pandemic affect infertility and the stress and anxiety and craziness that already comes along with infertility? Well, it affects it dramatically. So... If you're currently, let's kind of look back a few months, okay? So you're dealing with infertility, you've got, let's say you've got IVF set up, or you've got your first fertility um, assessment appointment or evaluation appointment set up, and then all of a sudden, hey, pandemic, everything's closed. That is a bigger punch to the gut than you can imagine. So I talked a few minutes ago about how infertility is like this relentless bully who just constantly beats you up, then points and laughs at you, and then kicks you in the gut while you're already on the ground in pain. And then the pandemic comes in, and that's, the pandemic's like the bully's, you know, best friend who's coming in and wants to beat you up along with the bully, right? So here you have two bullies now. You've got the infertility bully, then you got the pandemic bully who's like just a total jerk who's coming in and says, okay, I am really good friends with this bully. This bully has found this victim who I'm going to beat up and kick and kick and kick. And now, hmm, Mr. Pan or Ms. or whatever you want to call it, pandemic is here. Let's make it worse. Let's kick you in, you're down. And then when you try and stand up, I'm going to kick you some more. So, I mean, I don't know if that's a great analogy to me. It's a pretty good analogy. you got two bullies now, and you, you can't do anything about it. That's what it was like a few months ago. Dealing with infertility during a global pandemic is so hard. You're already dealing with the emotional impact of this thing that you just so desperately want that your body isn't letting you have. And now the pandemic comes in and prevents it even more because you already were dealing with infertility. And now you're dealing with this external factor that's not allowing you to get the treatment that you so terribly want. I don't know what it was like for anyone who was in the middle of an IVF cycle or an IUI cycle, or any other fertility treatment cycle when the pandemic hit. But I can speak for people who were about to start a cycle, and it had to be canceled because everything was up in the air. Nobody knew what was going on, so doctors couldn't do elective procedures. 
And IVF is technically an elective procedure and it's an invasive procedure. So anything that was elective had to be put on hold. The devastation that comes with that is just, I can't even begin to put that into words. When I went through my infertility treatments, I had a couple of cycles that had to be canceled and it it was like a slap in the face. The first time I think the um, fertility medication that I was on created a cyst on one of my ovaries and we couldn't proceed with the IUI that was scheduled and I felt sick to my stomach when I found out that my cycle was canceled. I cried, cried so hard my eyeballs were burning. It hurt so much just to cry because I was so devastated. And here we are in a completely different situation. It's not even something happening in your body that's canceling it. It's this, like I said before, this outside factor that it's just canceling everything. You just can't do anything that you were planning on doing anyway. But here we are with something as dramatic and life-changing as infertility. And, oh, sorry, we can't do it now. And that's just one aspect. But then anyone who needed to see their, you know, reproductive endocrinologist, which is a fertility specialist, anyone who had an appointment scheduled, guess what? You got to cancel and now you got to put it off. And we don't know how long you're going to put it off. I, I mean, that's the worst. Again, when I was going through infertility, my first appointment, um, I think it was I had we had our first appointment and then I was scheduled for some testing to kind of determine what was going on. My very first appointment for an, uh, what was it, an HSG, which is a hysterosalpinogram, which is a not fun test that I'll talk about another time, um, that got canceled because of a snowstorm. And because that can only be done during a very specific time in your cycle, it had to be put off for a month. And that made me so angry and sad. The emotions that I felt were very difficult to even try and explain. So dealing with a pandemic, again, external factor, just like the weather, you have no control over it that comes in and cancels everything, it's horrible. It's sad and it's painful and it's devastating. I keep using the word devastating because I can't find a better word. That's what infertility is. It's devastating. It's heartbreaking. Anyone who's ever dealt with a miscarriage can relate to the devastation and shock. It's, you know, horrible. There's no other word. Horrible is exactly what it is. So what I'm trying to get at, maybe a bit inarticulately, is that the pandemic is affecting people dealing with infertility in complicated ways. Having to wear a mask, which I will say I support, but it's very difficult. It's hard to go through all this stuff while you're wearing a mask. We'll talk in my next episode about pregnancy and infertility, um, infertility, pregnancy in a pandemic, but just as a little note, think about that. Think about going through pregnancy and birth, having to wear a mask, and it's just, it's just awful. So, 
Again, a little bit inarticulate here, but I'm just trying to drive home the point that infertility is hard enough, and then when you add in a pandemic, it just makes it that much more difficult. Okay, so we're talking about how the pandemic is affecting infertility. I think it is extraordinarily important to make sure that your mental health is in check. Infertility is so very, very difficult. It is so painful and hard to go through, and it takes such a toll on your mental health. But, you know, as infertility is not often talked about because there's this ridiculous stigma attached. Mental health is the same type of thing. There's a stigma attached to it that there just shouldn't be. Mental health is so important, and if you're not taking care of your mental health, it can be extraordinarily detrimental. So infertility, I've talked many times in this episode here about infertility being like a bully. It is more than that. It is a bully that just gets into your head and makes you question and doubt everything. So I'm just going to say it. Make sure if you're going through infertility, seek out some mental health support. It is crucial. I spent the vast majority of my infertility journey depressed. I was crying probably every day, multiple times a day. There were times where I would just sit and stare at the wall because I was so sad and and it was awful. And, you know, I'll be quite blunt here. I've gone through depression. I went through it when I was younger, when I was in my early 20s. And it was horrible. It was true clinical depression. I felt like I was in a hole that I couldn't get out of. And I started to feel when I went through infertility that I was getting back into that hole again. And it wasn't until IVF failed that I finally sought out mental health support. And I regret not doing it sooner. However, I don't dwell on it because I did eventually get help. And it was the best thing I could have done for myself. After IVF failed for me, I woke up every morning staring at the wall, and the minute I'd open my eyes, I'd start crying. I barely spoke to my husband, and my husband is my best friend. He's the greatest thing in my life, and I I couldn't even speak to him, not because I was upset with him or anything, but I just didn't have any words. I was so devastated over our this failed IVF cycle that we had worked so hard for. And depression was starting to take over. And it is so difficult to sort of find your way through depression without getting support. And professional help is just the best thing you can do for yourself. My advice is make sure you get support from a professional who is trained in infertility. Someone who understands because it is complicated and not every counselor or therapist out there is going to 
be able to understand. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with any, you know, therapist who is not trained in that area. They're trained in other areas where they excel. But getting the support from someone who understands infertility and knows exactly what you're going through and can help you will make a huge difference. I've seen a lot of women get mental health support from special from uh, therapists or counselors who don't specialize in infertility. And while they were wonderful, it didn't really help them as much as it could. So my advice to you is seek out support from someone who specializes in these areas. It will make all the difference for you. It made all the difference for me. My therapist was amazing. And I, you know, it took months for me to finally, you know, feel like everything was going to be okay. And right before I conceived, I was finally at a point where I was ready to move on to the next step in my journey, which was going to be, okay, I'm not going to have children and I'm ready to deal with that. And that's not going to happen for everybody. Keep that in mind. You know, it, it's, it's not like every single person's going to get to a point in their journey where they say, okay, I'm ready now. Other people, it might be six months and they say, okay, I'm ready. Other people, it might be six years or longer. But getting support from the right person who has that training to help you get to that point and then help you through that will make all the difference for you. So again, that's my advice to you. Make sure you're taking care of your mental health because boy, infertility sucks the mental and emotional life out of you. And the physical side too, but that's a different conversation for another day. So in closing, I want to focus for a minute on how you can support anyone going through infertility. If you yourself are not going in through infertility and maybe you haven't previously, but you know someone who is, whether it's a friend, a relative, your partner, or a friend of a friend, or whoever, there's a lot that you can do to support that person. And support is everything. When you're going through infertility, you need support. You can only support yourself so much. The problem I see frequently is people who haven't gone through infertility, they don't know what to say. So they end up saying, the wrong thing, thinking they're saying the right thing, and the person dealing with infertility ends up feeling worse. I am not sitting here saying, okay, if you said this, then you're a horrible person. No. What I am saying is there are some things you can say. What you don't want to do is tell the person things like, okay, I'm so sorry you're going through that, but think of this situation, which is worse than what you're going through. That doesn't help. All that does is make us feel like we're not, you know, we're not worthy of being upset about whatever we're feeling. And that's not fair. It's not helpful, for example, when IVF failed for me. I had an embryo that fertilized that was implanted in my uterus, but it did not implant. 
And while that's not a miscarriage, it felt awfully close to a miscarriage. I had an embryo, my child, inside of my body, and technically it died in there. And even though, well, I'd say untechnically. And that's horrifying and so sad. And a lot of the support that I got was, oh, you know, that is sad. But, you know, it wasn't really a person yet. It wasn't attached to you yet. So it's really not that bad. And even though they're trying to take some of your pain away, it ends up making it worse. That is very, very important to keep in mind. You can't say the right thing, but you can say the wrong thing. What I mean by that is it is so difficult being a support person for someone going through infertility because there's no right thing to say. A lot of the time, what we just need is to be able to vent, to be able to be sad and not have a solution. So a support person who wants to fix everything for you, it's wonderful because, you know, that's such a wonderful thing to want to make a situation better for that person you care about, but there isn't anything you can do. So the best thing in my experience that you can do for someone going through infertility is to just listen and say things like, I'm so, so sorry that you're going through this. I'm here for you. I'm here to listen. Yes, that, that does sound terrible. I, I understand that that was painful or that, you know, or anything like that. You don't, you just don't want to say things like, well, but this person has it worse or, okay, well, it's time to get back on the saddle we'll get back on the saddle when we're ready. If you tell us to get back on the saddle, then we feel like we're not getting a chance to grieve or mourn. And grief isn't always about death. Sometimes grief is grieving a situation that didn't work out. That is super important. And then when it comes to the end of a fertility journey, however that ends, support is just supporting that person in whatever outcome they have, whether they conceived, whether they are using a surrogate, whether they adopted, whether they got a pet instead or have a pet or chose not to have a pet, whether they decided, okay, we're not going to have children and we're going to live our life as is, whether that person has a partner or is a single person going through this. The support is simply, I support you. Whatever you're going through, I support you. And we need that extra support now in dealing with a pandemic that has changed everything for everyone. So there you have it. Infertility in a pandemic. A crazy time dealing with a crazy situation. So I hope you'll join me in my next episode when I focus on pregnancy in a pandemic and the similarities and differences to dealing with pregnancy in a regular world and dealing with pregnancy in a new, very, very strange world. 
I hope you'll join me. I look forward to it.